This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Apparently, Microsoft founder Bill Gates loves Bud Light or tranny dudes. Well, what, it, or both. Who knows? <laughs> Cans and trans. That's what that's Bill Gates. That's his motto. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And man, we got a whole bunch of stuff uh, we have to chit chat about today. First, though, I want to let you know, we have a lot. We've had an amazing response to our three day challenge, which is coming up um, at the end of the month today. And I've been sending out emails and I've been telling you a little bit about the the history behind it and the and the uh, you know what we're going to be doing as far as the agenda goes. And there are so many conservatives out there who are business owners, who are entrepreneurs who are influencers, who are petrified of getting canceled or who have already been canceled and need to solidify some kind of security in this cancel, cancel culture, happy, woke, woke mob obsessed, uh, you know, business and political climate that we work in. And that's one of the big things that we're going to be going over in this three day challenge. Now, I should remind people, a lot of people thought it was like live and they're like, oh, I can't get to Florida. No, no, this is virtual, folks. It's 2023. Everything we do is going to be online. So if you'd like to attend, uh, we would love to have you. It's one hour a day for three days, unless you'd opt to be a VIP, which then includes a one hour of Q&A before each session. So that doubles your, I mean, that doubles your amount of Mark K right there. That doubles your amount of information. Uh, and of course, it gives you the opportunity to work one-on-one -on -one by, by picking my brain and just cracking open my skull and picking out all the little tidbits and morsels that you want inside. Um, but you have to do that quickly because there's a limited amount of a limited amount of tickets. Go to markk.com. I made it easy for you. Markk.com. And you can get your uh, general admission ticket or your VIP ticket for our Create Cashflow Content Challenge, which is coming up uh, later in September. But like I said, even though it's coming up later in September, don't wait because the tickets are going to go poof. And then you're going to be like, wait a minute, I wanted a ticket. And I'm going to be like, I told you weeks ago, you should have gotten your ticket. Markk.com is where you need to go. All right, back to Bill Gates. So you know, you know the story of Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light way back during March Madness. This is when this whole thing began. During March Madness, Dylan Mulvaney was tapped, pun intended, by uh, InBev and Bud Light. They had their, um, gosh, I forgot her name. She's so obscure now. The uh, the woman with the really long German name, uh, Freiger Schneigen, whatever. That may not be it. That may not be Pretzel Deutsch. That or something. Anyway, she, um, she was tapped as the marketing director, and she came up with this brilliant idea to have a transsexual male who appropriates women's culture, pretends to be a girl, and has become a TikTok sensation it, with a crowd that I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think is a lot of beer drinking. It includes a lot of beer drinking, Bud Light loving people. And they created this campaign. You know it well now. They put Dylan Mulvaney's face on the can and they said, congrats on a year of being a girl or 365 days of being a girl. When in all when all fairness, in actuality, in reality, he's spent zero days as an actual girl um, and way too many pretending to be a girl. But, you know, hey, you got you find something that works and you go with it. And so Dylan Mulvaney got on the can of beer and uh, did this whole commercial for March Madness, made fun of balls. And the rest is history. People hated it, like literally hated it. Everybody hated it. They couldn't believe that Bud Light would stoop to such levels. They couldn't believe that Bud Light, a good old American blue collar beer drinking 
hanging out at the bar with friends, sports. We all, Bud Light drinkers, all love the sports. They love the football and the racing and the this and the that. And it's just a good old, it's just a good old piece of Americana. Well, people didn't like it. They didn't like that they were pushing this trans agenda on the United States. They didn't like that they were trying to tell Bud Light, good old American, moral, two gender ideology type people that, hey, we know you love Bud Light, but we love promoting this kind of sexual deviance. And we want you to believe that this little boy dressed as a little girl is actually a little girl and not a little boy. And by the way, drink Bud Light. The message fell flat. I mean, it was, it was probably what I would say. I'm trying to think what the worst marketing campaigns in the history of the world were. New Coke was bad. The Edsel didn't do very well. Uh, I'm sure there were a couple more. Quiznos used to have this weird campaign where they had these gross puppets that sang, we got a pepper bar. I don't know if you remember those. It was really, it freaked me out. I had nightmares about those. I don't know what they were, but they, and, they, and they would come out and they would go, was it Quiznos? Yeah. Quiznos subs. They're super hot. We got a pepper bar. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I think that was a big flop. Not as big a flop. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Flop is the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light campaign. However, it was a pretty... It was a pretty big flop as well. Um, so then Bud Light lost billions, like billions of dollars, and they got sued by their investors. They had to fire Pretzel Deutsch because uh, she was just, they put her on leave, but that's code for firing her. The CEO came out to apologize, didn't really apologize, and Dylan Mulvaney got cut off from all marketing. In the meantime, all of the low, uh, all of the local distributors for Bud Light started suffering. The guys driving the truck started suffering. People were boycotting. You would see Bud Light cans basically being offered for free rebates on on six packs of Bud Light for more than they were actually worth. Everybody moving over Modelo for the first time ever became the number one beer in the United States of America. And this was, again, all because of the uh, the woke mob and the transgender uh, you know agenda that was being shoved on regular good old fashioned American beer drinkers. Well, now that the stock price has plummeted, now that InBev and Bud Light is in the toilet, now that they've been forced forced to sell off other brands to make up for the disruption in their uh, stock price and in their valuation, guess who comes rolling in to make a quick buck or two? Bill Gates. Bill Gates went in the other day and bought 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch, Anheuser which is valued at 95 million dollars. This is from Breitbart. Bill Gates has acquired 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch InBev through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust during the second quarter of this year. The billionaire may have made the investment on the hopes that the company can get past its Bud Light fiasco, or he may think its new brand image fits with his infamous reputation as an office bully and friend of Jeffrey Epstein. That's why I love going to Breitbart, because they tell it like it is. Uh, over the past six months, the company's share price has fallen nearly 9%, the New York Post reported. In the past five days, the stock has been down over 3%. Sales have been on a steady decline since Dylan Mulvaney flaunted the customized Bud Light can with his face on it in April. Uh, as Breitbart News reported at the time, the nationwide backlash against the marketing disaster vaporized $6 billion in market value. 
Gates acquisition of 1.7 million shares reveals that he sees the beer giant making a comeback with consumers following its ill-fated advertisement campaign with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. Morgan Stanley an analyst Sarah Simon told TipRanks the beer giant's growth in emerging markets like the Asia-Pacific region limits the impact of the U.S. share loss. So Bill Gates sees what's going on. He sees the woke folk come in. He sees InBev and uh, Budweiser get destroyed to the tune of $6 billion. He sees the price just tank. And when it gets to the lowest possible point, he goes, all right, now I think I can make some money. I'm going to go ahead and buy up 1.7 million shares. I'm going to spend $95 million. And look, if this thing goes back up 3%, cha-ching, cha-ching. And he's not wrong. That's what all, I mean, savvy investors do. They look for the deals. Whenever the, you know, whenever the, the, the uh, real estate bubble bursts, the, the guys who have cash on hand, they go in and they buy up all the deals and then they wait for the market to rebound and then they sell them all at a profit. That's how it goes. The only issue here is that, of course, you have not just the you have not just the economic component of what's going on with Bud Light, but you have the moral component. Bill Gates clearly doesn't care about morality. Um, that's why he's more than willing to buy up a tainted brand like Bud Light, who has been pushing the transgender agenda on all of its consumers. Um, anyway, that's one of the big stories that we we're following. There's another story I saw today that I wanted to get. I wanted you to make sure. Uh, oh, this is all about Joe Biden, of course. CNN, CNN. And I love the CNN polls because the CNN polls you think would always be skewed toward a Democrat. But even Joe, Bi Joe Biden is so bad that even CNN can't fake a poll about him. I mean, think about that. CNN, fake news CNN, who always manages to twist and turn and, and come up with some kind of variation of the truth. CNN, who always manages to, to, uh, to doctor up or spin the truth in a way that uh, benefits them and, the, and the, um, the propagandists at the White House who they work for. They have a poll. They can't even cover up for Joe Biden anymore. Their new poll, Biden faces negative job ratings and concerns about his age as he gears up for 2024. President Joe Biden faces continued headwinds from broadly negative job ratings overall, widespread concerns about his age and decreased confidence among Democratic aligned voters, according to the new CNN poll. There is no clear leader in a potential rematch between Biden and former President Donald Trump. Now, that means that Trump's winning, by the way. When CNN says there's a no, there's no clear leader between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, when they say that, it means Donald Trump's winning. Uh, who is widely ahead in the GOP primary and nearly half of registered voters, 46%, say that any Republican presidential nominee would be a better choice than Biden. Think about that. Think about how far we've come. We've gone from Republicans saying never Trump to Democrats saying never Biden. These are people in the Democrat Party. These are voters, 46% of them, who say anybody, even the four times indicted, two-time impeached Donald Trump would be better than Joe Biden in 2024. Meanwhile, hypothetical matchups also suggest there would be no clear leader should Biden face one of the other major GOP contenders. With one notable exception, Biden runs behind former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley beats Biden in a head-to-head -head matchup. I mean, this is something that is drastically bad for Joe Biden. Most Democrat voters wish they had an alternative to Joe Biden. They do. His name's Donald Trump. Uh, a broad 67% majority of Democrat and Democrat-leaning voters say it's now very or extremely likely that Biden will again be the party's presidential nominee, up from 55% who felt that way in May. 
but 67% also say the party should nominate someone other than Biden. So look at this. 67%, a majority of the Democrats say, yeah, Joe Biden's going to be our guy. And 67% say, we need a different guy. So I can't imagine that that 67% is going to be supporting Biden, especially when you have over uh, almost half of the voters in the country saying anybody but Joe, any Republican is better than Joe. Man, you throw in a third party candidate like RFK Jr. or or, uh, or, you know, or somebody else from the Green Party or the or the um, uh, or the Libertarian Party. And it's going to be an it's going to be a tough battle for Joe Biden to return to the White House, uh, which is why, of course, the Democrats have have turned away from the traditional electoral politics and they've uh, weaponized the justice system, and the judiciary, so that they can try to illegitimately remove Donald Trump from the running through these various different. Well, you, you know, you know the thing. You know, I don't have to go through all the indictments, that, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, here we go. Voters say their choice in a 2020 rematch would most reflect their views on Trump. In an early gauge of the hypothetical Biden-Trump rematch, CNN's poll finds registered voters are currently split between Trump and Biden, with the demographic contours that define the 2020 race still prominent. Biden sees majority support among voters of color, 58 percent, college graduates, 56 percent, and voters younger than 35 55% and women, 53%. While Trump has a majority support among whites, 53, men, 53, and voters without a college degree, 53. Independent voters break in Biden's favor, 47 to 38. So do suburban women. Trump holds wide, though not unanimous, support among voters who currently disapprove of Biden's job performance. Now, keep in mind, all of those Biden numbers are an erosion of where he was just a few years ago. African-American numbers for Biden are on the decline. Um, African-American numbers for Donald Trump are on the rise. Afri uh, female numbers for Donald for Joe Biden are on decline. Female numbers for Donald Trump are on the rise. Same with suburban numbers. Same with, um, same with immigrants. All of these demographics that the Democrats used to dominate in are now eroding because their candidate is, well, basically a skeleton. And I guess skeletons aren't what the majority of Democrats are looking for in a president to lead the country um, for the next four years. Anyway, we'll delve into more of that, of course, during the Marquee Show a little later on today. Plus, it's Thursday, which means that we have our typical favorites. We have Conspiracy Theory Thursday. We're going to do some What the Bleep, which is very exciting. Um, and, you know, like I said, there's some other news stories which I'm going to delve into. I don't want to give away the far, you know, I want you to, I want to tease a little. Oh, there was another story I saw, which I'm, I'm telling you, is not going to shock you at all. But it's about... Um, it's about free speech on college campuses. I still don't know why people go to college. My kids want to go to college. I try to talk them out of it, but they're all hell bent on, you know, that, that experience. Um, but there's, a, there's a, a new poll out or a new list of the worst college campus for free speech. The worst college campus for free speech in America. You could probably guess but I'll tell you what it is during the Mark K Show. So definitely tune in. Noon Eastern, 11 Central. Uh, go to markk.com. Secure your spot. Get your VIP ticket for what's going to be an incredible three-day virtual event hosted by me where I show you uh, basically every single day what I do to create multiple different forms of content across various different platforms, how I use it to direct people to various consumer websites and products and offers that I know they're going to love and, uh, and build my brand and my business and how you can do it too. Three days. One hour a day of your VIP, you get a special additional hour every day of Q&A, uh, but those tickets are limited. So go to markk.com right now to grab yours, markk.com uh, to grab your ticket. The challenge begins soon. 
Thank you. Go. Don't wait. Don't waste time. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for downloading this podcast. Share it with whomever you like, because we got to keep growing. We got to keep growing. Knowledge is power. There's strength in numbers. And we're going to need as much knowledge and, and power and numbers uh, as we possibly can moving forward so that you and me and everyone else who cares about this country can work together to save the republic.